0: at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary.
1: VGW Group. Void work prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Graves on Gridiron with Richard Graves. There are just five weeks remaining in the NFL's regular season, and yet still so much to be decided. Playoff berths to be secured. Division titles to be sewn up. And for many NFL coaches and players, futures in the National Football League are at stake as well. So little time remains, so much yet to be achieved. Let's turn the page as we head into week 14 of the NFL. Graves on Gridiron with Richard Graves. Yes, doesn't time fly? 13 weeks already in the books, five weeks of the regular season remaining. Hello, welcome to the show. This is Graves on Gridiron. I am your host, Richard Graves, and so much is up for grabs. If you are new to the show, welcome along. Where have you been? It has been an exhilarating first two-thirds of the regular season. Shocks, giant killing feats, upsets, sensational plays as well, game-winning moments, and we've still got a third of the regular season uh, to play out also. The format is simple. Each week I take a look at the slate of games on offer in the NFL and then pick out just three – and then look at the line set by the odds makers. We break down those matchups, see where the game might be won and lost. And when it's all said and done, I'll look at that line and tell you whether I think it's absolutely smack on the money or whether it might be a little bit out on which way um, I would go. If you are a regular listener to this podcast or viewer to the podcast, as it is now, because it's available on video as well, um, via my website, rdgmedia.uk then great to have you along for the ride once more. And as ever, as we enter week 14 of the regular season, there are three more games which I have picked out from this week's offerings. We start with an NFC North encounter. The Minnesota Vikings, with their 10-2 and record, traveling to the Motor City to take on the Detroit Lions, who stand at 5-7. and seven. Unsurprisingly, the Vikings head into it as favorites and might well do so as well in the process of wrapping up the NFC North title, because that will happen this weekend if they can clinch a win over the Detroit Lions. For the Lions, on the other hand, there's still plenty to play for. And when was the last time we were able to say that about a Detroit side this far into a season? Five and seven leaves them just a couple of games outside of an NFC wildcard spot. And when these two teams met, Way back in week three, it was another entertaining matchup, and it was the Minnesota Vikings which triumphed 28 24 on the day. But it was a game that Dan Campbell, the head coach of the Lions, and the team as well left ruining missed opportunities. They were leading that game deep into the fourth quarter. They had a option of kicking a field goal and extending their lead or going for it on fourth down. They went for it. They did not convert. That turned the ball over to the Vikings. Kirk Cousins finds his receiver in the end zone. The rest is history. The Vikings walk away um, with a win. Um, I think this contest will be similarly keenly fought, uh, but I do have some reservations about this Minnesota Vikings Team, I, I will say straight up right now, at ten and two, I think the Vikings should probably garner more respect than they have done over the course of this season from pundits and observers, me included. But there's a reason why I just can't quite buy into the Minnesota, Minnesota Vikings fully, and it comes from the fact that nine of their ten games, in fact, their last nine wins, have all come by a margin of eight points or less. Now. It's tough to win 10 games flat out in an NFL season. It's even tougher to win nine straight by a margin of one score or less. Usually you'll see one score games play out roughly 50 But the fact that the Minnesota Vikings have proved that they can go out there, hang in tight games, and keep winning those tight games is hugely impressive. I'm of the mind that occasionally that flips. Um, so if I'm winning tight games, I'd like to be doing it at the end of the season rather than in the first half or two thirds of the season. Align that with the fact that despite winning 10 games, they head into this weekend's matchup with the 19th ranked overall offense, the 31st ranked defense. How you're winning 10 out of 12 games with with those figures is open to conjecture, but they are, and that's to their credit. Again, though, red flags for me. I, I do think There are elements about this Vikings team which which says they may well uh, come a cropper at some point and maybe sooner rather than later. Um, On the other hand, you've got the Detroit Lions. Uh, We've known all season long, we've heard week in, week out about this worst-ranked defense in the NFL. That hasn't changed. It's still ranked 32nd out of 32 teams. But they do have the sixth-ranked overall offense. And I'm bound to point out as well that in recent weeks especially... This defense has started playing better, much better. Listen to some of these figures. In the last five games, this Detroit Lions defense is giving up 19.4 points per game. In their first seven games this season, they were giving up 32.1 points per game. This Lions team, folks, are improving. Their recent form suggests it. There's clearly a, a belief in everyone that takes the field for them each week um and i'm buying into this team now remember back in hard knocks in august and dan campbell and the fire and brimstone speeches and it's a team you wanted to root for but they started out the season and picked up pretty much where they left off in 2021 being in every game keeping it close but somehow finding a way to lose that's not the case anymore it's not been the case in the last 5 weeks where they've won 4 of their last 5 games and as well as Minnesota have played this season, and as much credit as that 10-2 record deserves, I think this now is a game that comes down to, quite frankly, who do you believe in most? Who do you feel best about most? Uh, most rather. And for me, it's the Detroit Lions. Fine, they've got five wins fewer than the Minnesota Vikings, But I'm loving what I've seen over the last month and a bit out of the Lions. Remember that one defeat they had in that period came against the Buffalo Bills, who kicked a game-winning field goal pretty much as time expired. And I keep coming back to sooner or later, if you play enough one-score games, you're going to lose one or two of them along the way. This week might be that week when the Vikings finally lose one of these one-score games. Um, The Lions are two-and-a-half-point underdogs Folks, I think the Detroit Lions win this and keep the champagne on ice for the division title for the Minnesota Vikings. So take the Detroit Lions at plus 2.5. Okay, next we travel to the NFC East and the team with the best record in the NFL right now, the Philadelphia Eagles at 11-1, travel to the Big Apple to take on the New York Giants with their 7-4-1 record. Um, And it's interesting because each week, The Doubters, and I've been one of them, if I'm being honest, over the course of this season, well, we keep expecting the Philadelphia Eagles to find a banana skinner and slip up. And each week, those Philadelphia Eagles come out, cast the Doubters aside, and they just keep on winning. And the manner in which they dispatched of the Tennessee Titans last week, I've got to say, frankly, was hugely impressive. Um, Look, the game was effectively over by halftime, um, A.J. Brown, their star wide receiver Remember, he came in a trade to the Eagles from Tennessee last offseason. Well, he had himself a day against his former team, hauling in two long touchdown receptions. He had over 100 receiving yards on the day as well. Um, and now they take on a, a divisional rival in the New York Giants, but a divisional rival who's started to misfire. This New York Giants team is a team that started out of the gate 7-2. and two. Uh, Remember what I said about the Vikings-Lions preview, that if you play enough tight one-score games, sooner or later it it flips. You don't win them all. Well, I think that's what we started seeing with with the New York Giants over the last three weeks. They were winning a lot of tight one-score games. Well, in the last three, they've lost two, and they tied the third one last week against the Washington Commanders, tied at 20. Um, And now you've got to take on the team with, with the best record in the NFL, not good timing. Not good timing by far. The Eagles have the number three ranked offense in the NFL. They're putting up a click over 28 points per game. Uh, and it's complemented by a defense, which is ranked number two in the NFL right now. Um, and you've got weapons. That's what the Eagles have. You know, they lost their star tight end, Dallas Goddard. Don't miss a beat. You've got Jalen Hurts, a quarterback, that leads the team with nine touchdowns. The quarterback leads the team with nine touchdowns. Then you've got Devonta Smith on one flank. You've got A.J. Brown on the other. A.J. Brown needs just another 50 yards to have another 1,000 receiving yard season. In the backfield, you've got a three-headed monster led by Mars Sanders. Another 76 yards on the ground for him against the New York Giants would take him to over 1,000 rushing yards this season. Frankly the only way the New York Giants have any chance in this game for me is if they're able to limit the Eagles to field goals rather than touchdowns and they're able to keep this game tight. Um the problem for the New York Giants is that they've only scored 24 sorry they they've only scored more than 24 points once all season. Just once and you're now going up against a team that's averaging over 28 The Giants only average 20.4 points per game. Um, Their best weapon by a mile is running back Saquon Barkley. He's already got 1,055 yards on the ground this season. If the Giants are staying this game, Barkley needs to be fed early and often. Their defense is going to have to stand up uh, and play as well and get turnovers. Remember when the Washington Commanders inflicted that only defeat on Philly this season, their defense got turnovers. The problem for the Giants is that you know, the seven wins they've had, they've relied on that defense all season long, but now they've been hit by the injury bug. Their secondary has suffered a couple of key injuries. Um, and and I, I'm struggling to make an argument for, for the New York Giants. They've given up 79 points in the last three games. Well, the Philadelphia Eagles have scored 92 in that same period and only conceded 60 themselves. Basically, for every two points they're conceding, they're scoring three. The Giants have got to find a way to keep up with that. Uh, And for me, look, the Eagles have too much firepower. The Giants don't have enough on offense. uh, And I fear this could be another game that the the Eagles have wrapped up and won by halftime. So you look at the, the line set for this game. Eagles are favorites, but only by seven points? I know they're on the road, folks, but only by seven points. Have you not seen what the Giants have done in the last three weeks? I'm taking that all day long and twice this Sunday. Take the Philadelphia Eagles to cover it. Take the Eagles at minus seven. Graves on Gridiron. And we come to our third and final game of this week's Graves on Gridiron podcast. It is another divisional encounter. It goes to the AFC West with a wounded Kansas City Chiefs and their 9-3 and record travelling to mile high to take on the Denver Broncos and their 3-9 and record. I've got to tell you straight out the, gut of the gate, nothing for me bodes well about this for the Denver Broncos. They've already lost nine of their 12 games this season. Well, the Kansas City Chiefs, despite losing to the Bengals last week, have won nine of their 12 games this season. And that defeat to the Bengals, by the way, was their third this calendar year. If you don't believe that that's hurt Patrick Mahomes and his Chiefs teammates, we're not talking about the same game. They'll have a point to prove this weekend. It's not good timing for a beleaguered Denver Broncos team to be facing them. um, I'm sure about that. The Broncos have the worst scoring offense in the NFL. They can't even score 14 points a game. They average 13.8. Well, the Chiefs just so happen to have the best scoring offense in the NFL. They're averaging a lick over 29 points a game. Um, Chris Jones, their big defensive lineman, leads the Chiefs with 10 sacks this season. Bradley Chubb is still the Denver Broncos sack leader with five and a half sacks this season. And he hasn't even been on the team for the last month and a half. Remember, he was traded away prior to the deadline to play his trade in Miami with the Dolphins. And yet he still leads the team in sacks. Uh, that's that's pretty much symptomatic of how much this this team, this organization has struggled through the course of the 2022 season. Um the most points the denver broncos have scored this season remember in our previous preview about the new york giants i said they'd only scored over 24 points once this season well the denver broncos have scored 23 points once this season that is the most they've sorry they've scored 23 points on a couple of occasions this season but that is the most they've scored in any one game that's not enough when you're playing patrick mahomes and the kansas city chiefs and oh by the way when they scored 23 points, that was two months ago in a losing cause. Um, the Chiefs have only failed to score 24 points once in their last six games, and yet they still found a way to beat the Tennessee Titans on that occasion. Um, look, the the irony for Denver is their defense is outstanding. The, the statistics might not say it, but for me, it's the be- best defense in the NFL this season, they're officially ranked third overall. They rank three against the pass. Only the San Francisco 49ers have given up fewer points than the Denver Broncos' defense all season long. And if, let me take you back to the, the offseason when they, they made that big trade for quarterback Russell Wilson from the Seattle Seahawks, packaged up a boatload of draft picks to get the, their star quarterback in with the, the players they had on offense at receiver and tight end. Complemented by a defence, this was meant to be the move that made the Broncos relevant championship contenders again. I don't think it's possible to surmise, not certainly not in words, the disappointment felt by Broncos nation and the organisation as a whole, the way this this season's panned out. Um, To the point where I think if the Broncos won this game on Sunday, it might well be the shock upset result of the whole season. but to win it, they're going to have to score more than than 17 points, which is what the line's been set for in this game. The oddsmakers have put it right at 16.5 points for the Denver Broncos in this game. Um, and through 13 weeks, we've seen time and time again that that's just not easy for this Denver Broncos team. They struggle to put points on the board. Um, throw into the equation as well that they've – Been dealt another injury blow this week um, on offense with wide receiver Courtland Sutton picking up a hamstring injury. It looks extremely unlikely that he'll suit up on Sunday. Um, And getting to to that 16.5 point mark looks even more unlikely for me against the Kansas City Chiefs team that not only score points heavily themselves, but now they feel that they've got a point to prove coming off the back of that defeat as we spoke about against the Cincinnati Bengals last weekend. Look, this one's a no-brainer for me. It's it's the easiest one of the three games to pick. The Denver Broncos aren't scoring 17 points against the Chiefs on Sunday. So take the Denver Broncos to score fewer than 16.5 points. Okay, just to recap the three games that we've selected from the Week 14 slate, then. First of all, we start with an NFC North encounter as the Vikings travel to the Lions. The Lions, two-and-a-half-point underdogs heading into this matchup. Take the Lions to cover that at plus 2.5. Then we head to New York City as the Giants entertain the 11-1 Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles just seven-point favorites. Take the Eagles to cover that at minus seven. And then we finish in the AFC West as the Kansas City Chiefs look to get back to winning ways against the Denver Broncos. I think they not only do that, but they do that by really turning the screw on their AFC West rivals. Take the Denver Broncos to score under 16 and half points in this game. As always, folks, we say this every week. First and foremost, it's all about having fun, enjoying the matchups that you see week in, week out. This is there to complement that, so make sure you bear that in mind. If you want to read a little bit more about the three games we've picked out for this week's podcast, you can do, go to my website, rdgmedia.uk, click on that Talking Sport app, and there you'll see NFL Week 14, Overcoming the Odds, Three games to watch. We break down all three games in that blog there. Alternatively, hit me up on Twitter at Richard Graves1. As always, it's been a blast. And as we say every week, let's win them all. Enjoy this week's NFL action, folks. And until next week, so long, everybody. Subscribe to Graves on Gridiron wherever you listen to podcasts and keep up to date with the latest on Twitter. Search for Richard Graves1. That's Richard Graves, the number one.